0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of The Wrap right here on the Fikey Media Network. Happy Monday to you all as we get ready for the first major PLE of the year. The Royal Rumble, The Road to WrestleMania, officially begins on Saturday live from Tropicana Field in the St. Petersburg, Tampa Bay, Florida area. I'm Keela Cash, and by myself, as always, is my co-captain, my right-handy, sometimes advocate for the recently rediscovered Von Wagner, I bring to you back on the wrap, the one, the only, Salty Scott Young. Welcome back, Salty.
2: Thank you for having me, Keela. As always, it's a pleasure to chop it up and talk all things WWE. I'm excited about the conversation. I'm excited about the Royal Rumble preview. Uh, This is going to be a fun and and very thoughtful conversation, I think. And uh, I'm expecting some hot
0: takes. Hot takes. Hot, spicy, simmering takes. And you know this person who is joining us today has been a part of three Warrior Rumble previews in a row. And somehow... During these preview specials, the San Francisco 49ers are in playoff contention. They're in the Super Bowl hunt. But right now, it's a struggle. They're trying to get back in the game 21 14 as we're recording this episode. Two minutes to go in the third quarter. And by the time the game is over, we might get a live reaction from the one, the only, Jeremy Finestone as to whether it went good, <laughs> bad, or what the hell happened. Welcome back, Jeremy.
3: Hi, I'll tell you the kind of night I'm having. I was scanning through Twitter, saw the interception tweet from a couple people, and right underneath it, and then I almost spit out my drink was an advertisement for the rival promotions uh, match on Wednesday. Minoru Suzuki versus Adam Copeland and I was just like okay what? <laughs> what kind of week are we having in pro wrestling right now like they're just they're just throwing it all fast and loose and so we're here at the Rumble I spent the last couple of days talking all about Okada and we're going to talk a lot bit about Okada again today we're going to talk the Rumble I always seem to end up on these uh on the rap episodes, <laughs> just there's a little bit extra to them, and well, there's a little bit extra to this one as well.
0: <laughs> it really is, and every time you show up this time of year, we have these really thoughtful conversations because things tend to really heat up in WWE. We got surprise returns, we got surprise twists and turns, and storylines, and everything in between. So it's good to have you here because you've been around with some pretty important moments in WWE around WrestleMania season. But before we get into this week's episode of The Wrap right here on the Viking Media Network, you know what we got to talk about? We got to talk about Scott's Los Angeles Lakers because I was watching the game last night, and I was looking at their record. Oh, they're back above 500, or right at 500, I should say. Let's not give them too much credit. You know, 21 and 21, they played a competitive game, but then when it counted most, they folded. But Scott, your thoughts on the week that was for your Lakers.
2: I think Lonnie Walker summed it up best in his post-game speech when they asked him about Cam Thomas and just all of the open looks he was getting. And he said, yeah, I fully expected it. I told the guys that, you know, when you play a drop against a three-dimensional score, it's, it's easy. So, yeah, I... I'm not surprised. I He says the same thing that every other player who played for Darvin Ham last year says. This guy's an idiot. Has no idea what's going on on the basketball court. I have no idea why he's employed. And look, listen, we still got the $33 million thief on the squad. You know, trade deadline coming. He's faking this injury until after the trade deadline that all of a sudden he's going to be all healthy and stuff because you know he can't go nowhere. The games that are being played with my man's time because LeBron ain't got time for this. Okay. Cause if they keep playing around, he gonna go play with Vic. Okay. Vic Wim. That's what I'm talking about. So I'm just saying they better stop playing with my man's time. Cause he don't have time for it.
3: Well, I got to interrupt you here. (laughs) Yes. At some point today, I was going to be talking about how Drew McIntyre had the promo of the week. But I don't think I can do that anymore. Oh, no. Oh, I don't no. think I can do that. After that scintillating promo by Scott about the Lakers, <laughs> I think we just have to shut it down and give him the, uh, the his flowers for the passion <laughs> and getting the point across. Because, wow, man, A-plus. Not if it's
2: A-plus effort, right? <laughs> hey, appreciate it. And I meant every word, especially about Darwin. Sure. You know what I'm saying? <laughs>
0: Scott's weekly draggings of Darvin ham is a highlight of this show to advocate for this guy's firing as a head coach of the Lakers, because we know that LeBron is just waiting for the chance to team with Bronny somewhere, not in LA.
2: Listen, I don't advocate for him to lose his job. I just don't want him to have that job. Okay. (laughs) Fine. There's plenty of other things he could be coaching at just not the Lakers and not LeBron's team. That's all.
3: How scared are you that LeBron goes to San Antonio next year?
2: I, I don't have a. I wouldn't have a problem with that. Yeah. I think Woo. him and Vic, him and Vic playing together would Woo. be quite the scenario. What? Quite the scene. Like, mm-hmm. okay, him, just picture him throwing a lob to that dude. Like, they're the lob game, the pick and roll game would be crazy between those two. I I don't tease me. Don't give me hey. hope. And then he yeah, act- i I'm, I'm, this- I'm
3: just throwing out the scenarios that I just wanted to get the spicy, hot, salty take.
2: He would have a great coach. And Spo became a great coach, but Popovich is a great coach that he would mm-hmm. have for the first time in his career.
0: Yes. Superior, supreme, elite, one of the best to ever do it. He will right. coach right. until he's 90 years old. And I am fine with that. So if LeBron goes to the Spurs, I'm for it. I like to see it. Bring little Bronny along for the ride and I'm all in. A father and son and Vic going out there balling out. Give me the new age Spurs. Give me a reason to tune in because they're getting a lot of national television airtime and they stink and I'm wanting to get national airtime and they'll be good. So we'll see how it goes next year. As we get to right now, the week that was for WWE and Towards the end of this week, we got some breaking news, some somewhat bad news for Seth Rollins. By the time this show airs, he'll be ready to make an announcement this Monday on Raw regarding his future as world heavyweight champion. So during his world heavyweight championship match against Juna Mahal this past Monday in Little Rock, Arkansas, in the main event, he suffered a knee injury and he was letting the referee know that it was pretty serious as the show went off the air We found out at the end of this week that he has a torn MCL and a partially torn meniscus, and that is an injury he suffered roughly seven years ago, right before his match against Triple H at WrestleMania, In Orlando. So he's been through this injury before. If he rests, he'll probably get healed up just in time for WrestleMania in Philadelphia. And the plan, if it's still on the table, will be Punk versus Rollins at WrestleMania 40 if he heals up before then. But still very bad news. Not the worst case scenario, but still Damn, heading into the Rumble and WrestleMania season, Rollins goes in with a bad injury. Scott, your thoughts on the match with gender and the injury that happened, and what do you think is going to happen heading into the Warrior Rumble and ultimately WrestleMania?
2: The match was fine. Um, it was what it was. We all knew what it was going to be. It was just a way to get Rollins a nice win. They they did have me for a second with the uh, the suitcase hit into the Colossus, for the on the second Colossus, At least they had me for a second. I. I bought that one, but the match was fine. Uh, The injury sucks. You know, you don't, you wish, you you know, you feel bad for him. And him being kind of the workhorse that he has been, he has been the world champion that's been showing up every weekend for him to have this injury right before the biggest show of the year. Uh, He put out a tweet in January. I feel like main eventing WrestleMania. This was his year to do it. You know, night one was calling his name. And uh, it's not out the the picture, but it just it sucks it had to happen right now when there's just so much momentum building for him and this big match with CM Punk. So uh, hopefully he gets back in time and uh, hopefully they don't rush it or, you know, push it too hard to get back at WrestleMania because there's all he's there's big pay-per-views coming up after WrestleMania. I know you want to be there, but there's there's big shows coming up after that. And uh, I'd rather have him for the long haul.
0: Me too. And I just hope it isn't cut into the promo exchanges that we were going to get with Punk and Rollins at some point as well. Hopefully he'll be able to get back on the road and do that during the latter stretch of WrestleMania season. But anytime an injury happens, it's unfortunate, especially this time of year. He's wanted to main event WrestleMania for a very long time. He's opened the show. He's been in the main event, cashing in that briefcase at WrestleMania 31, but never in the main event as a headliner. And hopefully that does change this year if he's able to come back in time Time. But Jeremy, your thoughts on the injury, the match jinder Mahal, and where do you see us going from here, heading into WrestleMania? Will he be back in time for the big show?
3: You know, when it comes to the injury itself, he's been through this before, and my instinct is that he is going to be there for the Mania match. Uh, just. A lot of plans might have to change up to this point, you know, a little bit of the direction with CM Punk, how they do it, whether they play into the injury, you know, like you're you're ducking me, bro, kind of that that kind of energy from CM Punk. CM Punk being the bad guy is always more interesting than CM Punk being the good guy. And I think playing the injury up is probably the direction that they're going to have to go with. Um, but if Rollins can't go... Like, what what directions do we go with? Is it Drew? Is it Priest? Uh, Does Paul Fontaine in the Discord had a really great uh, suggestion that if on Monday that, you know, he can't go, that they just put the title up for the winner at the Rumble? You know? So if you have... The winner, say CM Punk, wins the title right then and there. That's a moment. You could have The Rock show up at the Royal Rumble at number 30 and win there. You always have Drew and you always have Priest in the wings right there. The raw raw top of the card is so stacked that there's no problem whatsoever. It would be unfortunate if Seth can't make it. I think he'll make it. I think this is more noise than news. And it's just, we're waiting for the answer. We'll find out for sure on Monday. Uh, I really, really hope that he makes it because I just, I wanted to see him have this moment at a match with CM Punk is a big deal for a WrestleMania. It's a big deal anywhere for any night, but at a WrestleMania it would be super special. And Seth has made that world heavyweight title uh, mean something. And CM Punk has meant something coming to WWE, and it could compete for one of the biggest matches in April in the year if done right. So I'm hoping he makes it, but if not, uh, WWE and Triple H in particular has done an exemplary job of creating several viable people at the top of the Raw card that could step in if needed be.
0: And that's the beautiful thing about all of this, because if this was 10 years ago. We'd be praying and hoping like who's going to step up, who's built up, who's ready. There are so many people ready. And that is the blessing in disguise in all of this. You can call up Drew. You got Gunther. You got Punk. You got Priest. There's four people right there ready to go. You got people that you might surprise us with heading into the Warrior Rumble itself. So you got so many options that weren't there what, maybe two, three years ago, and it's all there. So I think that it's smart of them to have built people up on TV, give them momentum and believability as threats to be champion. And if it happens at the Rumble, if you put the belt on the line, you have so many options as to where you can go in the event that Rollins can't go at WrestleMania, it would suck. But for WWE, they've done a great job building up heels and baby faces that can be viable as champion. And that is something I'm very happy about because if this was 10 years ago, it was shallow. All you had was Cena and that was it. Maybe Orton, but you had nobody underneath that could really step up and be a champion, but now you have options. And to me, that is a good look for them in terms of building up and looking ahead, which I've been begging and pleading for, for a very long time.
2: I'm here for the Damien cash-in. I'm, I'm 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 here for that. You know, if they it's have to the hook for it, Mo- don't they, Scott? I, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying, <laughs> they got man. Him, they got
3: him am so glad I'm finger.
2: You are yeah, just I, waiting
3: I, for this thing to like
2: happen. I, if, like, I don't. I don't understand. Like, if if it doesn't happen Monday, there's no way he cashes in successfully? There's absolutely why? no chance. Be- why could he cash of- in after Mania? The whole idea is that there
3: is they are exhibiting patience with this money in the bank briefcase. And once you've established that there is somebody that could patiently hold it an entire year, instead of having two briefcases that both are cashed in within five weeks, sometimes even five minutes of that mm-hmm. winning briefcase, you have now established that somebody can hold this for an indeterminate period of time. So every time that you think, oh, hey, this is the night, this is the night, hey, hey, and then it doesn't happen, you're like, damn it they must have a really good plan. And maybe they do. Maybe they don't. But maybe it's just conditioning you to think it's not going to be right away every year.
2: Man, I better see Mommy telling the troops to go down there and go get Poppy's, uh his title. <laughs> <laughs> okay? That's, that's what I need to go see. So, if Seth
3: can't defend the title from any point from now until Mania, would you rather he... Give up the title, or would you rather they just hold on to it and keep the match for Mania?
2: I think with a guy like Gunther behind him, you could absolutely have Seth Rollins just hold on to the title. You absolutely could. If you want to defend it, though, I, Priest is right there. And like it's not like Priest doesn't have Judgment Day as a way to keep the title on him. You've been presenting Judgment Day as this main event faction. They ne- The men, let me rephrase that. Because Rhea, Rhea does, Rhea's been holding it down. Let me So let me rephrase that. The men need a big singles victory. Dom don't have no gold. You know what I'm saying? The men need a big singles victory. And if, if that's it, that's the move. But I absolutely think they could get by with Gunther just running the show. Q, what about you?
0: Hmm. If it's not going to be an injury that's going to prevent him from being at WrestleMania, You keep the belt on him. But I'm going to think about what Seth Rollins, the character, would say. Because he would say, I'm a fighting champion. And if I can't defend my championship, if I can't fight, then I would rather relinquish it and give it to somebody who can In the Rumble match itself. The character would do that. Will WWE actually do it to be determined due to the time frame of the injury I don't think so, but the character I can totally buy in that I will rather give up this championship than have it on ice. I am a man of my word. I want to be a fighting champion. If I cannot do that, let me give this championship up and let it go to someone who will fight as the champion to pick up the slack, carry the torch, be the flag bearer on Monday Night Raw, and handle business. Well said. And shout-out to Damian Priest, by the way, because under the Triple H administration, the Money in the Bank winner has been booked like a chump. He's won his matches, mostly. He has been booked weak. He doesn't lose 25 matches in a row leading to a cash-in. He's been booked as a very strong Mr. Senor in the Bank, and I'm very happy about that. wish so should had to flower
3: to the, uh, the other Money in the Bank winner turned – successful cash in that is a viable act on smackdown and uh they've been they've been holding down the show when the bloodline hasn't been there all the time
0: yes shout out to damage control as well eo sky the whole crew that has been a revitalized faction that i dragged on the show rightfully so because it was directionless for a very long time But now they have a lot of direction and a very good storyline with Bailey getting like some big momentum as a favorite to win the rumble this week. And we're gonna get into our predictions later, but I like where they're going with this. It's a really good story. And that was what was lacking for damage control for a long time. But now this faction's hitting like judgment day. It took a while, but we're there. So it takes persistence. You add people to your crew and it gets better. Asuka and Kyrie Sane being added to damage control elevated this group eos champion has been great and i'm looking forward to what they do heading into wrestlemania especially especially with bailey on her journey to possibly win the rumble
3: yeah there's so many things that that can happen between who's going to win that rumble and you, you threw a meatball right down the plate, but I'm holding off. I'm not talking about it just yet.
0: All right. I got
1: you set up just in case. So got you ready to go. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for 2 dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
0: But another top story that broke on Thursday night, and I know it made Dave Meltzer's night when you have to report this right before you hit send on the Observer newsletter. So, you know, it was alluded to, it was suspected. It was, you know, a presumption of what could happen. But would this day ever come? And the day came when New Japan Pro Wrestling announced that Okada was leaving the company when his contract expires at the end of the month. He'd be working some February dates to say goodbye to a promotion. He has really carried on his shoulders for over a decade having prolific matches against a plethora of stars in new japan and he's about to get the bag somewhere in wwe or aew i follow this guy's career thanks a lot to access tv when i really got into new japan about 10 or so years ago and i followed his journey he's been on top for a very long time But at some point, you do hit your plateau. You are in your prime years as a wrestler, and it's time to get your money and have fresh opponents. I don't know where he's going to go, but we do know that WWE and AEW are two of the top promotions who are going to be gunning for this guy heading into the new year. Jeremy, you covered this Mm. on our various platforms over the last couple of days. I want your Mm. thoughts on Okada's departure from New Japan and where do you think he's going to go heading into the early parts of 2024.
3: There's a lot to unpack here, but since this is only a segment and not the entire hour-long episode that we (laughs) dedicated to speaking (laughs) in strong style yesterday on an extra episode on the day off, you can check that out on YouTube and on various platforms for fight game media that will be coming out tomorrow or the day before or sometime this weekend. Okada is gone from New Japan Pro Wrestling. This is the biggest story in japan in a very very long time he is the number one wrestler in japan it has never happened before that they have left japan to seek uh seek pastors in the u.s now the scenario is that the yen is at an all-time low and he's been frustrated with the creative direction for some time and There's never been a viability for Japanese pro wrestling of his stature to come and be successful. He is now on a point with the bidding war between AEW and WWE. He's going to make more than what Will Ospreay just made coming on to, uh, coming onto the scene. He is for all intents and purposes, Shohei Otani coming over from Japan and getting a bidding war for him. He is a generational talent akin to Shohei Otani that's the best way to put it for people who don't know who he is but might know the comparison it's really interesting how this was announced it was a sudden announcement by New Japan Pro Wrestling they weren't expecting this and I was talking with a friend of mine offline and the thing about this that's weird is that there is a sense that Because Ospreay just went over to AEW, then if Okada goes straight to AEW, then New Japan starts to appear to be a feeder system instead of a partnership for AEW. And that's not going to make New Japan fans happy, a perception here, there, or anywhere. So there has to at least be some sense of Okada's out and he's going to explore his options, meaning that WWE is on the table. I kind of think WWE is more than just on the table. I think that they might have a small chance of being the favorite here. And I'm kind of okay with that. I think that he would actually present better in WWE than he would in AEW. There's an opportunity for a mystique there that uh, I'm not necessarily sure that AEW can or has the wherewithal to maintain for him and you have to keep in mind everybody that's in AEW all the big stars minus Takeshida, they've all had their matches with Okada already maybe Dodd Moxley hasn't but Jay White had his match with him Osprey has had their match Omega the Bucks have had their time with him Hangman wrestled him in the G1 all those guys there's not a whole lot of dream matches that have happened that have not happened in AEW. You can have the Tony Khan version, but we've seen the Tony Khan version of the Kenny Omega, Will Osprey match. And to me, I prefer the one that happened in Japan and the Tokyo dome. So that's kind of where I'm leaning is that I hope it's WWE. I think that they can carry him with a mystique and introduce him as a big deal uh right out the gate, if they can get him and they can make it work, I would have him at WrestleMania and I would have him wrestle Shinsuke Nakamura and I would have him beat Shinsuke Nakamura in the first night. Have it parallel or mirror Nakamura's debut in NXT where he was immediately positioned above a former world champion, uh NXT world champion of Sami Zayn at the time. And then he was positioned as a top star from here, from there on until he went to the roster. And then everything went haywire because Vince was in charge. But Vince is no longer in charge. This is a completely different company with a completely different mindset on how they can value uh, someone like Kazuchika Okada. So you have Okada beat Nakamura, and then you immediately put him in a position of beating viable stars every two or three weeks, much like Gunther until you run him into a scenario into like SummerSlam or something where he is fighting for the world title you protect this guy at all costs you do not put him in meaningless tag matches. you do not do anything other than just put him on a slow and steady course right up the card no bullshit finishes no count outs no disqualifications you just show people that this guy is the best wrestler in the world and suddenly he's in WWE and he is unstoppable That is how you present Okada. I don't know if they do that. But unless you are able to keep that magic, you are blowing seven or eight figures of a three-year contract for this guy.
0: Beautifully said. And I agree with you. I think that WWE has a chance. And what you said about New Japan becoming a feeder system for AEW, that is a very stark possibility because if you keep losing top stars to AEW, what is the point of Forbidden Door? That door is not forbidden anymore. When everybody walks through that door to another company and they say deuces. And I want Okada's move from New Japan to be a clean break, leave completely. This is your chance now to get a lucrative contract and to have fresh matches in WWE and I go back to the big four leaving New Japan back in 2016 AJ Styles it was Carl Anderson, Lugalos and Shinsuke Nakamura and I will never forget the emotions that Okada had saying goodbye to Nakamura who was about to make that transition to America to NXT to WWE and for all the booking faults he's been successful for the most part it was a good move for Okada This could be a better move because he has way more years ahead of him. This is prime. There's many opponents to choose from. He can be a viable champion in WWE, and the options are endless. So the preferred option in order to balance things out for parity purposes would be WWE. I do not not know how it's going to go. But, Sky, your thoughts on Okada leaving New Japan and where do you think he's going to go? Will it be WWE or will it be AEW? Hell, could it be tna why not
2: stop it (laughs) listen this is tna hashtag um i uh i I don't think it's WWE. i just i just don't think i don't know i i'd be cool with it like i i think and you know people for i I don't know but people forget that like shinsuke nakamura had an entire paper vince built an entire pay-per-view around his debut like dolph ziggler was out there hyping up this match that he was going to have and the whole pay-per-view was built around Shinsuke Nakamura. He followed that up with wins over John Cena and Randy Orton in back-to-back matches on SmackDown. So I I thought he was presented extremely well up until WrestleMania, where I don't know what ha- I don't know what reason he had to lose, but I mean, everything he won the Rumble, everything up until that point, like the face-off he had at Money in the Bank with AJ Styles was perfectly laid out. Everything was perfectly laid out for Shinsuke up until that point. I don't know what happened from there, but I I, I don't see why people have this hesitation with him um, going to WWE as far as that regard, because I do think the pre- – like you said, the presentation was well in NXT. It's the same guy who will be running things here, but I I just don't think he comes to WWE.
3: You might be surprised, buddy. You might be surprised. There is, a, I would... there is there is something about the way that the announcement happened in New Japan. If there was an idea that he was going to AEW, that announcement would have been a lot different because there is a cooperation and a participation between the two companies. He was, They were caught off guard. New Japan was completely caught off guard by this. This was essentially like someone in a relationship looking at their partner and saying, I've outgrown you and I'm leaving. Okay? Like, and everybody's just trying to be diplomatic and save face. If it if he ends up going to AEW as a result, as much as New Japan is in the tank right now, like financially, and they just could not pay to keep him and give him gravely the opportunities that he wanted, going to AEW is going to cause a lot of problems because they took their best guy. And you just like Tony and all their He's, best guys. He, and it, about. It's not even it's not it doesn't matter about Osprey. Like, I need uh, let's to be really clear about this part of it. Osprey is complete Osprey, Finley, Jay White, none of that matters compared to Okada. This is like a completely god level final boss tier of wrestler considered in Japan and like considered by new japan pro wrestling and everybody in the corporate bushi world bushi wrote everything so if he is just making a beeline to new J- to aew that will be a story that will be a huge huge story so as much as you may be like mm, i don't know wwe may not really have like I'm a little skeptical i would keep an open mind to it because for <laughs> for all intents and purposes If he does not keep an open mind, there will be a wrestling war. Oh, wow. It's that serious.
0: It is that serious. This is going to be like a tit for tat. All throughout 2024, we know that some contracts are due for both companies. If Let's say if AEW gets Okada, and if Mercedes, for example, is still out there, they say AEW, all I can remember is CM Punk and a lot of retractions of like, he ain't going, he's not going. Oh shit, he's backstage. Plans have changed. It it has happened. We have seen this. So when I see reports of like, I know where she's going. I know where this person is going. You don't know shit until they're literally backstage and Gorilla. That is how crazy this is in 2024. So until it's done, nothing is official. But as Jeremy said, this would be a civil war for talent because that is a big whale going to AEW potentially because that's the biggest guy you possibly have. And what incentive would he have to go back and work for New Japan? Like he's done, he is done. I'll see you on the flip side. I'll be back around the bin, but like prime years. Why go back to even do select dates? This announcement was so final. It was like, you'll do his goodbye tour, but why would he come back? If that was a possibility, there would be no announcement, really. It would be a flexible schedule. This seems pretty final, and whatever decision he's making for the next three to five years will be pretty final with a lot of zeros on that contract.
3: You know how I said the last segment was noise compared to news with Seth Rollins' knee? This is news and not noise. Like, it's very real possibility that Okada comes to WWE. So, like, book it in your mind how you want to see it. Watch some Okada matches if you haven't seen any of them. Uh, I don't know if you have or not, but just like this guy is, this guy is better than Daniel. He's better than Daniel Bryan, and he's better than a lot of people on the, that are already in WWE. And it's going to be a, a transcendent experience for people to see him for the first time doing Okada things in a WWE ring.
0: With a WWE presentation, which will be absolutely cr- insane. The, so coin it's drop, the
3: first time coin- that coin drop hits is... Dude. Ooh. <laughs>
0: and oh, he's... And despite that outcome at WrestleMania in New Orleans, he was there. He saw his friend compete in that match against AJ Styles. The booking is completely different. There's a new guy in charge. He was there. He saw the atmosphere. He knows what a WrestleMania looks like. And if he has a taste for it and the money's there and if it's right, he'll go. AW, like Tony Khan was bragging on Twitter saying, hey, I got this. We'll <laughs> see. We'll see. Because he... You
3: thought the uh, JBL bucks at WrestleMania
0: 21 were <laughs> cool? Hey, <laughs> you know hey i'm just saying like he does he have the purse strings to really pay out that kind of money for that talent we'll see we no shall one see. wants to
3: lose no one wants to be the one to lose out on okada That's, no that dude is getting the bag eight yes. figures it- i don't know if it'll ever get reported but if it does i'm saying right now that dude's making eight figures over three years
0: ari emmanuel's on the phone right now how much you want ten 12?
3: Nick Khan. Nick Khan will make the deal. If it means that Tony Khan loses, they will make that deal.
0: Yes, I was laughing somewhere saying if they get Okada, going to leak a report. Oh, by the way, um, Warner Brothers is still in discussion with WWE just to yeah. taunt Tony. Like, yeah, so this is this is going to be a big time I battle.
3: Feel, I feel 75% about that, but I feel 100% that whatever Ospreay made, Okada's making more.
0: Yes, I say double or triple. Oh, well, down. I don't know about that. But. Well, <laughs> he's getting he's, getting eight.
3: But, uh, he's but, getting eight. But the number will be greater.
0: <laughs> yes, he's getting eight. So I'm looking forward to it. So that wraps up breaking news of all the things going on in WWE and New Japan, which is rare to say on this show, but. We're in the Okada sweepstakes. Who will come out on top? We don't know, but it's exciting heading into WrestleMania and AEW's first major event of the year, Revolution, in March. So let's look forward to who's going to be there when it counts most for both these events. As we get to some Monday Night Raw talk going down live in Little Rock, Arkansas, a snowy night, a tough night for the talent to get into that city. It was frozen America, cold as hell. We had like a modified set, but a very good segment to kick off the show. With Cody Rhodes and I think Jeremy's promo of the week outside of Scott Young, <laughs> Drew McIntyre talking about their hopes and dreams heading into the Warrior Rumble. And I love Drew McIntyre and his motivation like this guy is in his bag. And I want WWE to pay him his bag. I am tired of the speculation. Give him his money. He's great. He talks about how he's going to win the Warrior Bumble. Talks about Cody being a politician, basically dressing like a politician, talking like a politician, kissing the fans' ass, trying to get on their good side, trying to get in their good graces, trying to finish his story. But Drew has a story to finish a WrestleMania for himself. And I love it. I love the energy. Cody was trying to dish it back. But once again, second week in a row, Drew McIntyre comes out. He talks his shit. He's confident. He backs it up, walks away like a G. And I love that for him. But Scott, your thoughts on Drew McIntyre kind of owning the spotlight once again, this time on the American nightmare, Cody Rhodes.
2: Yeah. He's just letting you know, if you don't give me my bag, this is what I'm, this is what's walking away. And uh, I don't think it'll sound like he's going to be world champion over there, but I, you know, he's a guy that you can't let go. And this is exactly why, like, he's just been doing his thing you know floating around and now that he has a goal a a set goal and something that really set his eyes and and his teeth into he's 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 killing it like the the promos have been great he's gone against two of the best talkers in the game now last week against CM Punk i felt like that was by design because i don't think punk is really trying to go in on nobody yet i think he's in his real goody 2 shoe stage where he's like, yeah, you know, that's fine. You can have that. I'll say a couple lines, but I'm not going to start digging into you like I want to pause. But Drew McIntyre and Cody, different story. Cody don't get that same thing because Cody Cody should be able to just rip into somebody, and I thought Drew McIntyre killed him again. So, um, yeah, this is is absolutely Drew McIntyre letting everyone know. I do this, you know, when I have something to really set my eyes into – I do this. This is this is who I am. I'm a top-tier talent. So, yeah, I'm with you. I hope he gets not only the bag, but I hope he finally gets his moment at some point. And like we talked about at the beginning of the show, maybe the Royal Rumble title up for grabs, maybe that's his moment right there. CM Punk versus Drew McIntyre is a very intriguing matchup if Rollins can't make it.
0: It's very spicy, very sexy, and I'm here for it. Drew McIntyre, you know how I feel about him. Can he please get coronated in front of people? Can (laughs) he win a championship in front of humans? I've been begging for this for what four freaking years. Can we get it? Please, pretty please. I love Drew McIntyre. He's phenomenal as a wrestler, and his promos as of late have been amazing. And when you're going toe-to-toe against a CM Punk and a Cody Rhodes word for word, and you actually the better guy in that situation. That's saying a lot. I love him. I want the world for him. Get the bag, get the championship, get the coronation in front of people. That's what I want. But, Jeremy, your thoughts on who, according to you, outside of Scott, once again, the best promo you've heard this week?
3: It has to be true. Like the dude is the dude of telling the truth, but being an asshole at the same time. And I don't remember who said it, but he's channeling 1997 uh, Bret Hart. And so, I mean, I love it. I'm all about it. Uh, I have been penciling in for WrestleMania, Drew McIntyre versus Damian Priest. And I think that match is going to be fantastic. And they would beat the crap out of each other. I don't know if that's currently on the board, but that's, basically all I'd like to see and have happen. it would be pretty tremendous. I uh, I think I think Cody something is up with Cody right now and I can't quite put my finger on it but there is a de-emphasis on him in a way that they are trying to use him to push forth a number of other stories without actually focusing on him. And it's concerning because I'm not sure they know what they're going to do with him right now for obvious reasons. So when I'm watching Drew, I just feel like there's a man who's not in a position of feeling uncertain about what his role is. And it's a little bit freeing in a way. Like he's cutting promos like I can leave. It's fine. I can stay. It's also fine. I know what I'm worth. Maybe they'll see and find it at the same level that we're worth. You know, the worth is, you know, meeting somewhere. But, you know, it's like he's on a run right now. And he's not even as a run as a top guy. But it could easily be as a top guy if the right circumstances hit. And I'm not sure it matters if CM Punk is there or not. I think that uh, Drew might, in fact, be a little bit undeniable right now.
0: That is very true. And the Cody concern is valid because we do not know what's going to happen. Will he finish his story? We at the rock looming over the horizon somewhere. We don't know what is going to happen. The Elimination Chamber is dangling in Perth, Australia for reasons. Will we make an appearance or Roman make an appearance? We don't know. It's a mystery as to where we go from here, and maybe it's deliberate by WWE to downplay Cody's story and let it play out in the Rumble itself. Will the fans buy in those closing stretches if he's in the final four? Oh my God, what will happen? Is he going to do it? It's it's very intriguing how they're playing it because I think that WWE is trying not to oversell the story before it becomes a parody, and when you do that via that little cute little skit they did with the kids... (laughs) and they're asking cody dude so your year you didn't do what you were supposed to do you failure so like i don't want that to become canon in wwe television and then you get that pushback and that is the fear but so far so good but they are inching towards the end of that line of like gotta do something eventually will he be a two-time mumble winner We don't know. They keep saying first time in 25, 26 years since Stone Cold back in 99. We'll see. We'll see. By the time we do our live recap next Saturday night on YouTube, if Cody can get some of his story finished heading into WrestleMania. As we get to a very fun tag team match going down this past Monday on Raw, it was DIY versus... Scott's favorite floating head, J.D. McDonough and Dominic Mysterio. This was a really fun tag team match. The fans were hot for it. Love the action down the stretch. This was a good win for DIY trying to get into tag team championship contention against Damian Priest and Finn Balor. But let me not bury the lead story. I got to talk about our truth a gift that continues to keep on giving. 52 years young as he is now bootlegging merchandise backstage with the new Judgment Day t-shirt, making some serious money, some stacks, some cheddar, some squilla. And he's sharing the proceeds with Damien Priest, who immediately shut up and said, I'll take my cut right here. But the funniest part was when Finn Balor found out how much money our truth was making, and they all get a cut except J.D. McDonough. That made me laugh, but Jeremy, your thought on this tag team match and our truth being awesome?
3: Our truth was awesome. Uh, uh, John and Nick was that what was that with the two? Uh, two <laughs> Tom, Tom, Tom and Tom, Nick, oh, Tom, Tom and Tom Nick. And Nick. <laughs> yeah, Tom. I I priest broke when he did it. Like if you watch he it, he lost it for a second. He's like, "God damn it!" Like he couldn't, he couldn't keep it together. He uh, he did the uh, uh the guy, the uh, who's the guy on NBC Late Night that always did the SNL skits and couldn't? Jimmy
0: Fallon. Him? Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy
3: Fallon on it, and uh, just just tremendous stuff. Uh, this match was—they beat the piss out of each other, didn't they?
0: They did. Very physical.
3: they, They laid it in to the point where like a little bit later in the match after I think one of the commercial breaks, I just watched Dominic and he was like, he was, yeah. You could watch him like throw a, a lariat and a clothesline, and it was just the weakest looking like noodle arm as <laughs> he just, like lumbering forward. I'm like, "Damn, dude, they are putting you through your paces right now." <laughs> he's like, "There's no, there's no daddy Ray to tell you that like take it easy on you. They are putting you, they're putting you through the DIY run right there." And I was like, "God damn, they are, they are really putting, they're really putting it together right now." And it was a, it was a fun match. I enjoyed it. It was it may be my match of the week who knows but it was it was up there as a a very fun match for me and i've been trying to come up with something here scott for you because of the big head and it's like i'm trying to get Modoc or uh you know the the not the murder the design the uh Organic designed only for ki- killing with the giant head in Marvel. Yeah. and Marvel uh, and JD McDo- Modonna, <laughs>
0: <laughs> not Modonna. Not- <laughs> oh my God, not Modonna. JD Modonna, JD- <laughs> <Madonna.
2: laughs>
3: <laughs> Big, the big-headed murder machine.
2: <laughs> no, that but but the, the Modog one. That's that's not bad for JD. Yeah. That ain't bad.
3: Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. Like. You got to put those two together, you know, right up your alley. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> fantastic match. I had a lot of fun with it. I think I wrote in the Discord, like, well, they really beat the crap out of each other in this one. They were given a lot of time, and I think they were like, hey, we're going to sit can't wait, we got to make the best of your minutes.
0: And they definitely did. I love that match. It was physical as hell. DIY said, hey, Dom and JD, you're going to work today. And they worked really, really hard. They put them through the paces and the fans were into it, which was the best part because I want DIY to really get over on the main roster and it takes time. But matches like this definitely help. And it gets them close to attack. team title shot down the road against Priest and Finn Balor. But Scott, your take on everything as we see the end of the Green Bay Packers season as we got an interception (laughs) and the 49ers are going to be facing either the Detroit Lions or Tampa Bay Bucks in their house next Sunday for the NFC Championship. Yes, breaking news on the wrap. I can do it all. I'm flexible that way. But Scott, your take on DIY versus McDonough and Dominic Mysterio and R-Truth being the best merch seller, selling his own shit and giving everybody in Judgment Day except J.D a cut.
2: R-Truth is a national treasure that should be protected at all costs. Um, Whatever he asked for in his next contract extension, you should give it to him. So, there's that. He should have a job for life. Uh, Mm -hmm. I also want to talk about the money that he gave Damian Priest at first was not the same money that Damian Priest (laughs) pulled out and was like that's my cut because the, the, I, i'm just saying like those were some clean bills that priest pulled out the second time in a much mm-hmm. thicker stack and those crumpled up 20s and fives that he had the first time from our truth it was just, just a little different um and <laughs> you know, as far as the match goes jeremy you're right about the physicality jd's a very jd's a pretty physical wrestler as mm-hmm. it is like he, he's very physical in all his matches his strikes and stuff I just think Dom was just caught up in the mix. I think <laughs> I, I I think JD caught somebody with a kick and some cuz JD was laying it in too. And you know, Champ was I saw Champ one time looking like, "What in the world? Come here." So I I think I think Dom just got caught up in the mix, but I'm gonna tell you what. He was gassed, but he kept up with everybody. Like, you know what? I'm saying? like, that's one thing I will say about Dominic Mysterio. Every time he gets thrown into the wolves, man, he's he finds a way to just keep up. Whether it's barely, you know, whatever it is, he finds a way to keep up. And I also want to shout out to the production team. Uh great job building to the hot tag and then giving it away on a commercial break. Fantastic job, guys. <laughs> great job. You gave us two false tags <laughs> while we we're there, but the 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 hot finally we get the hot tag and we don't great job. A plus there. Uh but yeah, the match was a lot of fun. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I knew that was coming, but to be fair. We had some technical difficulties. There was a snowstorm. I think they were short of personnel Touché. and they missed time some stuff because when they came back from that second break, I'm saying, How the hell did Chomp get the hot tag? Crowd going that to crazy.
2: Me. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, Whoa, where's the picture in picture? Or did they have picture in picture? Because I don't watch it. So no, I don't know. About that.
0: Like they, they realize, like, Okay, playoffs, we're not going to be exactly competing for viewership here. So let's just go to commercial. We'll cut back hot tag. Amazing how that happens. But I'm blaming, it on a lack of staff that was able to properly, you know, catch stuff we're still in that post kevin dunn era but do not make me miss kevin dunn okay because that would be like a frosty day in hell it's already Mm. cold here where i live i don't want to experience that so new team get it together but the new dude yeah i found out about you and why you got released from espn because you was forging names on sports emmys and stuff so mm, suspicious but hopefully you're not a direct wrestling shows and getting your production back, cutting into the warrior rumble. But I digress and all of that. As we get to a really fun promo exchange between mommy Rhea Ripley, the women's world champion and Becky Lynch. And last year they had this stare down that gave me chills. I loved it a year ago, guys, a year ago, they set each other down on a Monday night raw and I was in on it. And then this year they had this promo exchange And I loved how they circled around each other in the ring as Becky talked about their parallel careers of how, Few people saw anything good in them in the very beginning, and how they had the same journey of proving people wrong, and how Rhea had to work her way from the bottom back back to the top of this is WrestleMania to beat Charlotte Flair, to be the women's world champion, Becky Lynch fighting from the bottom to be the man to main event WrestleMania, to win the Royal Rumble that year, to get there in 2019, to be the champ of champions, and how their careers have kind of gone in similar directions highs and lows, ups and downs, but here they are in their prime at their best and Becky was very upfront saying that maybe right now in this moment you are better than me. I cannot lie about that. You are better than me, but it's my job to win the Royal Rumble and prove in fact that I'm better than you by beating you for that championship and Rhea Ripley did not back down from this challenge. She says, I want you to win the Rumble. I want to face you at WrestleMania. I want to prove to you how great I am as champion. I love this. I love the energy the circling around was very organic and natural not overly produced you felt that energy of who was sizing up who in that situation I was all in on this segment really good looking forward to this match if it happens at Wrestlemania the story is built in right there Becky having a point to prove being honest about it and, and Rhea Ripley being the champion needing a viable challenge or threat that can give her something to look forward to heading into WrestleMania season outside of Nia Jax being a roadblock, possibly at, at the elimination chamber, but we'll get to that down the road. But Jeremy, your thoughts on this segment involving Becky and Rhea Ripley.
3: You know, there wasn't a whole lot that they had to do to cue this up and get you ready for it. But to let you know, like this is coming and I thought it was curious that they did it right before the rumble because it makes you think that like Becky's got to win the rumble, you know, like she has to win it now because, you know, they've told you that like Rhea wants her to win and, you know, this has to happen. I don't know if that's the case. Uh, I have another scenario in my mind that uh, we do our predictions that, you know, I keep teasing you guys with this, you know, like I got a, I got a couple of things, but I've always in the past, Thrown out my prediction before we actually get to the prediction part. And I refuse to do that this time. I refuse to give you anything other than, other than a tease until we get to that point. But they are building something here. And I think that there's going to be some twists and turns. And I think that their paths to WrestleMania are going to parallel each other in a lot of ways. And so I'm not necessarily sure what exactly happens at the Rumble to solidify that. But this is WWE. They don't give it, they don't give you it right away. They make you work for it.
0: They make you work for it. They make you wait for it. Sometimes a year or more, but you'll get it eventually. And the build-up normally is pretty good, especially in this day and age. Not too much work to be done, but just enough to get you ready for what could be a marquee match of WrestleMania. But Scott, your thoughts on Becky and Rhea's promo exchange on Monday Night Raw.
2: Very strong. Um Becky is on her, uh, give back appreciation tour. So, you know, me personally, I don't want to see the match. She just lost to Lyra. She just lost the Nia Jax. Why, why, why at this point do I want to see this match at this, at this particular moment? Um, so I, I don't think that happens at WrestleMania. I think that's the match we get at elimination chamber. You're not getting the Roman. You're probably not getting the rock. Um, good chance you might not get a world heavyweight title match the way it's looking right now. You get something big then with Rhea Ripley versus Becky Lynch at Elimination Chamber. So mm-hmm. I think that's the way to go because I still have my Royal Rumble pick. I'm not wavering. I've been sticking to it since, since day one legit. I'm pretty sure I said it on the day one post. Sounds like somebody <laughs> down day one. Hey, you already know what it is. The, wait, it's just me who's, you know, um, but <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I, I, uh, but I, I'm sticking with my pick on that. So I, I think Becky versus Rhea happens at Elimination Chamber. Um, I think that's the reason we get it so early because, you know, there was Shawn Michaels back when he was going after The Undertaker. Undertaker was world heavyweight champion. Under, and, you know, Shawn Michaels, was like Look, I have to win the Rumble. I have to do it. And he was a favorite to win the Rumble that year. And he got eliminated early and it was just like, what am I going to do? I don't think she's cost Rhea the title like he did Undertaker in the Elimination Chamber, but I think we get the match at the Elimination Chamber, much in the very same way how that story played out. Hmm. Interesting.
3: I have another Um, idea. I'm going to share it later.
0: A lot of people, (laughs) my guys here withholding information... Withholding their tea until Good time to the shine and the production time <laughs> <laughs> and crunch time. We're holding on to all of that stuff with the preview, which we'll get to in just a moment. But let's get to something that I appreciated on Monday or Tuesday, I should say. So when I tweeted this out a couple of weeks ago, I said, I love this random tag team, a Braun Breaker and baron (laughs) corbin and jeremy hopped on it and he's like oh hell yeah this is a real thing like yes it is so the heads tag team match last week i enjoyed it greatly the only thing i love from nxt this week was this backstage segment because it was amazing i loved it i'm sorry so they were backstage the black black
2: violence wasn't bad
0: it wasn't but let me tell you the tricks saved malik Blaze's life Because that dude scooped him up from near death.
2: Not only that, but what exactly were him and Melo trying to pull off in the middle of the ring there? I (laughs) I I don't know who said who. I'm just trying to figure out Was that supposed to be a destroyer, was it supposed to be a blockbuster destroyer? I'm just confused as to what happened. But yeah, shout out to Trick. And you got to get rid of the D too. Saved his life.
0: (laughs) Saved his life. (laughs) Scooped him
2: up. From hell.
0: (laughs) Yes, from the brink of like, I was like, oh my God. And then he picked him up like, thank God. That would have been a disaster. But that was not the highlight. The highlight was this backstage segment as Braun Breaker and Baron Corbin workshopped team names. And Braun, like I don't know what's gotten to Braun Breaker, but the personality is starting to really resonate now, and he's learning. Like, hey, I got to get ready for the main roster, and this persona is going to get me over in a big way, and it will. So he had a great idea of who he was going to call his team: the Wolf (laughs) Dogs. And Baron (laughs) Corbin was like, "Excuse me, the Wolf Dogs." What the hell is that? And then (laughs) Braun's oversharing. Like, I thought about it when I was taking a shower. I'm like, what? You thinking about me in the shower? (laughs) It was like, what is happening here? It was crazy. Yeah,
2: that was crazy. (laughs) Intimate.
0: (laughs) It was very intimate and very close. And (laughs) I love them. They're the best. This is the best tag team in the Dusty by far. I love their dynamic. They're funny. They're the highlight of my week. (laughs) Bond Breaker is, he's going to be such a star. He's like, he's hitting his stride now, like at the end of his run, like the personality is hitting now. And Baron Corbin, I will continue to say the finest work of his career And he's helping Braun along. They elevate each other in the best way. I'm pulling for them to win the whole thing. I love them. And equal Cheddar Biscuits for both. Yes, I said it. Jeremy, your thoughts on this crazy-ass segment, which I love with my whole heart.
3: It was stupid, and it was fun. And I feel like, as we were talking about it, I had this epiphany that WWE decided to show AEW how to do a Brochacho's angle and do it right. Mm. And I feel like that's basically what we're going to get out of it. And we're going to get the angle. We're going to finish it off. And we're going to move on. And they'll be like, yeah, you, sh- you needed to wrap this up a long time ago. This is how you do it right. And it's just kind of like, we're doing it on NXT. We know how to do this. We're just going to you know troll you with it. It's a lot of fun. I'm having a great time. If it's not that, it doesn't matter. But it's sure kind of like when you put it in that context, does feel like, oh, yeah, WWE is just kind of showing them how, they, how it's done.
0: Yes, in a very organic way. Unexpected. I didn't see it coming when I saw them together talking and commiserating to form the team. I was like, I'm in love with them. I love this. It's stupid. It's fun. Bondbreaker's personality is the best because, like, where has this been the last couple of years? You are adorably dorky and stupid, but I love you. And Baron Corbin is like the straight guy, no selling all of this, trying to be the voice of reason here, but he's such a funny, smart ass too. So I love them, team assholes for the win. Scott, your thoughts on the segment?
2: Yeah, I uh, I liked when uh, Corbin looked at him and he said, "What did you say?" And and Baron and and Braun Breaker took a real deep breath and was real real proud of himself too. It was like <laughs> the Wolf Dogs, <laughs> and, and, and then and then let out a little pause to, look, to let it simmer. It was it was it was great. It was very really really well done. Um, I, like I said, if Braun Breaker wasn't a generational talent, <laughs> who will who will main event a WrestleMania? this would be the perfect tag team to bring up at some point on the main roster and and re-debut Baron Corbin. But you can't do that with with Braun Breaker. He's he's a generational talent. But the Wolf Dogs (laughs) will reign supreme over (laughs) NXT. They will get an NXT title run on. They will run the CW for at least a couple weeks. Okay? (laughs) You can fully expect. The howling of the wolf dogs.
0: <laughs> I like how it goes Bronx, the wolf dogs, you know.
2: I, I will say, when you
3: said your uh, generational talent, for whatever reason, I immediately thought you said Baron Corbin is a generational talent.
1: And <laughs> oh, if you no. go back
3: to the video, when I'm doing it, my eye went wide. I'm like, oh, wait, that's not what he said. That's not what he said at all. And I was like, I'm having a weird night. <laughs>
2: Just in case I accidentally did say that, I meant Braun Breaker. Just in case. Because <laughs> now you got me thinking, like, did I say Baron Corbin? He's, I, and I'm, as, I'm probably as big of a Corbin fan as you'll find. Been been rocking with him since since the Almost Applebee's big get a up. a fan of uh, Baron Corbin of JBL. <laughs> I don't know about that. But Ooh. I will say, ever since Corbin hit that in the days on Becky Lynch, I've been rocking with him.
0: Wow. Listen, I've always loved out of the ring Baron Corbin, a funny dude. I love this Baron Corbin outside of broke ass Corbin. This is my favorite Corbin ever in existence. I love him. I love bond breaker. And as you said, Scott, if breaker was not meant for greatness, like beyond, like you bring this tag team up for comedy purposes and they're bad asses that can give you funny and they can deliver in the ring, but they cannot do that. They have to nuke it before he gets called up sometime this year, but I'm all for the wolf dogs doing things on the C-dub on the CW in September, 2024 for a short run. But do I really want Braun there in September of this year.
2: Mm. If you ain't got no plans for him on the main roster, then let him, let him be the face of CW for a little bit. Okay. Let them let them get a you know let them see him, let them see what he can do. And then when you say, Hey, I'm about to get I'm about to move the raw or SmackDown, you might get some of that CW audience to move with you. Okay. I mean, if if you don't have a plan, don't call him up.
0: That is true. That is true. But he's hitting his stride now. The personality's clicking like yeah, he is a Steiner. He's Scott's nephew because he's <laughs> He's got the comedy down. He's very, very funny. I love that about him. So good for him. Good for Baron. Go team assholes at the Dusty Cup as we finish it up in Vengeance Day in a couple of weeks on Peacock. But now it's time to get into some things via our Discord discussion. So before we get into our Warrior Rumble predictions and our preview of what's to come this Saturday on Peacock, let's get to our Discord discussion because Scott revved up a question earlier this week. And he said he haven't posed a question in a while, but he wanted to pose a question for this week. What are some of your favorite Batista moments and matches? So Paul Fontaine, our guy, Grandpa Des, says when he was first leaving WWE and was in I don't give a fuck mode. Yes, I loved really, really salty Batista, who was really pissy upon his first exit from wwe love that about him Gigi says the mania 21 story with triple h was really good jeremy says batista cena program was pretty rad too and then Gigi responded by saying i was actually at the warrior rumble in 2005 when batista and cena were the last two guys and kept screwing it up so much that vince had to come out and tore both his quads i remember that that was a moment poor vince but scott i
3: was uh, was at the (laughs) go-home show for the mania where batista had his entire like he was wearing the he was wearing like the jersey shore like white tank top with the sunglasses and the jeans and he had an army of like people around him like guards but uh cena would come up to him like i figured you out like you've been getting the drop on me but like i get you now and i got your number and, and batista's like no you don't no you don't like you totally rattled and then they had their mania match with each other i went to that show that was a great great promo between the two
0: yeah the promo work was pretty good at that time for them and i love batista i'm gonna show my moment later but scott you posed the question your favorite dave batista moment
2: uh, I I like the uh, the little series of matches he had with the Undertaker. Mm-hmm. I I thought those were some of the strongest that he ever had, probably up until uh, that Cena match at SummerSlam that they had. Which I I I actually like that first match the best. The energy was there. It was first time meeting. Um, I didn't really expect Batista to win, so I I I think that and. For me, again, I didn't I didn't watch WWE during the Reign of Terror during Triple H. So I don't remember him just destroying everybody. But I him when he went through Triple H and beat him three times and then finally beat him in the Hell in the Cell. Uh that was that was a big moment because they had hyped Triple H up in the Hell in the Cell, talked about his victories over Sean and Kevin Nash before that, and just how they had built him up as this kind of what he was doing just was unprecedented. You know, Batista beating him three times in a row for a title match. So him, for him not to have any classic matches, he's built a hell of a kind of a a, a moment's resume he's got there.
0: Definitely. The 05 run for him was special. Winning the Warrior Rumble that year, eliminating John Cena last. at The Vince was like, what the fuck are you guys doing out here? You don't know how to eliminate each other. This is crazy. But the subtlety of building up to WrestleMania 21 against Triple H for the World Heavyweight Championship was pretty damn stellar. Him eyeing the championship, him teasing who is going to pick for that championship match at WrestleMania, the thumbs down when he power bombed Triple H through that table saying, oh, no, I want your ass at WrestleMania. Don't try to swerve me, try to manipulate me into picking JBL. No, I want you. I want that championship. And it was built up beautifully. And it was a high buy rate up until, you know, the Rocks run against Cena at WrestleMania's 28 and 29 in Miami and New Jersey, respectfully. So I love that. I also love the series of matches, as you mentioned, against The Undertaker, at Wrestlemania back in Detroit way back in 2007 love that match but I gotta say the I don't give a shit Batista of 2014 (laughs) was pretty special because he came back he was true he was hated for winning that warrior rumble that year (laughs) they hated him for winning over Daniel Bryan who was not even in the match it was just Mm, choices but when he didn't give a shit anymore and he reunited with evolution he was like i'm in my bag and who can ever forget blue tista enough said jeremy your favorite batista moments
3: uh i was at wrestlemania 21 for his match with triple h and i think the build was amazing but the match was was just okay Mm -hmm. i think it was only like 10 or 12 minutes and it wasn't It was a coronation, but it was also like there was also an energy in there that John Cena was like he was coming up. And even though like Batista won that match and the build was like the momentum was with Cena going afterward. So I was a little bit struggle with that one. I thought his matches when he came back for that run in 2014 was good. Not so much the run that he had with uh, Triple H for that. Give me what I want uh, Mm -hmm. period of time that he had uh i thought i thought some of the times that he had with eddie guerrero and uh ray mysterio like that that time of smackdown was probably a really strong time time for him as well and yeah i think i think that's probably the ones that i would have
0: yeah i love the eddie relationship loved him and ray as well the turn on ray was great back in 09 he was such an Mm -hmm. asshole loved heel Batista great run towards his first departure in WWE back in 2010 and his return in 2014 was fun despite being reviled by the fans after winning that year's warrior rumble but hey he made a good entrance
3: oh I also really like Deacon Batista
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) I can't with you I cannot I cannot.
3: Big fan. Big fan. Thought it was going places all the way back then.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Sky
3: deep to deep on.
0: <laughs> Listen, that theme song was hitting, though. I wanted to donate some money in that collection plate. Not gonna lie. It did. I felt for Deacon Batista. It did. Yeah. But before we get into the Warrior Rumble predictions, I do want to go through the card. Four matches. You heard me right. Four, just four, the two Rumble matches and two underneath matches. So, this could be a very snug three hour show, maybe when it's all said and done, depending how things go. But we do have Kevin Owens versus Logan Paul for the United States Championship well-built match on SmackDown. Love their promo exchange this past Great. Friday on the KO show. Logan Paul is a fantastic douchebag. Very arrogant. He he is hated for all of the right reasons, but damn good in the ring. I have not gone crazy on the star scale as of late, saying five stars automatically. I do have four and a quarter because Kevin Owens is amazing. But predict, Scott for who you think is going to come out on top of this match.
2: I got Logan Paul. I think he ends up using a cast against Kevin Owens.
0: Smart play, Jeremy.
2: I concur. I
3: also think Logan Paul is going to win this match. I do not know if it will be a cast. It could be. They set that one up pretty well just now, but I'll expect on this past Friday. Uh other than that, though, I, I'm actually, I got high expectations for this match. They built it well. They reminded us of WrestleMania in 2021, where uh, Kevin Owens gave him the stunner uh, after the match. And it was just one of those like, huh, I forgot about that. That makes me more interested in this match. And thank you for WWE for bringing that back to my attention.
0: Yes, that was a memory. I forgot about that too. At one point, Sammy Zayn, we had dancing Sammy Zayn during that time as a heel, not quite in the bloodline yet. Oh, the memories of that. But I have to call out Logan Paul because I had to clean my ears because I know for a fact, dude, the year was 2021. We are one year into the pandemic and we're trying to get back to normal to a point. I can assure you, Logan Paul, my dear, 70,000 people were not at Raymond James Stadium for that WrestleMania. I was so it, gross
3: <laughs> when he said that. I cringed. I was like, like were they really? That's disgusting.
0: <laughs> I said, 2021? Logan, really? Logan Paul. poor judgment. <laughs> Dude, the year is 2021. That number is appalling. The 70,000 people were not there. 25? Yes. 78? No. There was still
3: a crowd. There were it still was still a, a crowd. people there that were cringe-worthy.
0: And, it was still cringe. It <laughs> was. But 70,000, <laughs> even by WWE standards, would have been fucking ridiculous in a pandemic. Yeah, Open yeah. air and all. No. Oh. To cough. <laughs> Logan, walk, you liar. Oh. Just
3: walk COVID. Doesn't affect anybody.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh the time. Oh. I I Even doing that too, I was like, like, oh, it's too early for this. Too many humans here. But yeah, Logan Paul, you capped on that audience for real. Like 70,000 people were not there. Stop fronting. But I'm also picking Logan Paul to win this match. I expect it to be very good. One of his best in WWE to date. Kevin Owens is that dude. He's going to deliver on a very high level. Give the people a very entertaining match. And Logan Paul is going to do some crazy shit. He's been looking at the tapes. Once again, he's going to do something special. I will say best match since Roman Reigns at Crown Jewel last year. I'm booking it now. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up is Roman Reigns defending his undisputed WWE Universal Championship against LA Knight, AJ Styles, and Randy Orton in a fatal four-way match. I expect this to be a lot of fun. The outcome is pretty damn academic as to who's going to win and who's going to eat the pin? Most likely L.A. Knight. But I'm all for the shenanigans. I expect Randy to put on a show. AJ Styles do his thing. L.A. Knight is going to do his thing as well. And Roman is going to skate away with the win. And I do expect maybe perhaps his cousin, the big cousin, to show up and uh, cause a stir, a Tropicana Field, when it counts the most. Jeremy, what do you think?
3: I think that could happen. I was kind of surprised that you thought LA Knight was going to lose this match. I kind of thought after AJ cut that promo on him, that like you took my spot and then you lost kind of set AJ up to be the guy to eat the pin in this whole match. So they're not going to have pin Randy and LA Knight's already taken one pin by uh, Roman in the last calendar year. I just kind of figured AJ would be the guy for that, but uh, it really doesn't matter. It's not going to be Roman and it's not going to be Randy after that. It's, as much as we love LA Knight, it doesn't matter. He is exactly the spot he's going to be, and it's not going to matter if he loses to the world champion in a four-way match uh, going forward. This could going to be a fine match. Probably going to pad out some stuff. I don't know about The Rock because I'm not sure if this is going to be the match that ends the show. And you know that guy Rock. If he's not ending the show, he ain't showing up.
0: You are right about that. I said I said that on the show a couple of weeks ago as well. It's positioning because last year the Rumble did not main event. It was Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens main eventing. And we got that amazing angle when Sammy turned on Roman. So if they're in the main event, which I think is a very good possibility, then The Rock is definitely showing up. And in this scenario, L.A. Night Being in the ring, breathing the same air and oxygen as his hero, Dwayne The Rock Johnson would be a career highlight for him. So that's why I'm saying he might get pinned, might get the beat down, then The Rock's music hits and he goes face to face with his cousin if they're in the main event. But Scott, do you think that this match will be in the main event of the Warrior Rumble and not a Rumble match itself?
2: I think if Roman works, Roman main events. That's Ooh. that's just mm. what I think. If he if he's wrestling, he's closing the show. Um so I and it goes right into my Royal Rumble pick, who we'll get into later. But I, I think I think the Royal Rumble, men's Royal Rumble, then this match, and I think there'll be a reason for that. I think AJ Styles takes the pin. I mean, he's this dude's just been getting taken out left and right. On Friday, he got taken out. And then he took L.A. Knight out, and then he's looking at Randy like, yeah, hey, you saw that Randy, and Randy just drops him with an RKO. Yeah, AJ Styles is taking that pinfall. Uh, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think there's no question about that one. And then hopefully, the pants take a pinfall, too, when he goes back to his old gear. Because I think somebody from Red Lobster needs their pants back. Um, wow. But, again, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, Randy Orton's going to win the match. Just playing. Roman's going to win the match. Yeah. Um, I, but I, I do, I do think it closes the show. Um, I I don't know. I don't know if the rock shows up, man. I, I just think we just get Roman closing the show.
0: Oh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I mean, they teased it for a reason. If he's in the main event, I expect something big to happen. we have seen Roman mow through a lot of opponents in the main event spot. He gets quite predictable at some point. So you do want to end it on a hook heading into WrestleMania. And if you tease something on Monday Night Raw to kick off the year, you want to end the month in an extra special fashion. And I can see that being a possibility. If one of the Rumbles are not going to be main eventing, the Warrior Rumble itself. As we get to the Warrior Rumble itself, we're going to go through the Women's Warrior Rumble first. We only got five of 30 entrants announced as of the recording of this episode. So we got a lot of work to do to fill out the 30 slots, 25 to go. We got Bailey, Nia Jax, Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, and and Maxine Dupree representing Monday Night Raw being a part of the Women's Warrior Rumble. 25 slots to be claimed. I expect NXT. I expect some legends. I expect some returns. So, Jeremy, before I get into the Discord picks, who do you pick to be the winner of the Women's Warrior Rumble for 2024? Bailey. I like it. She's been a favorite with the Ozmakers as of late. I, I have a scenario that.
3: here, but All I didn't right. know if you wanted me to go into the scenario. Or you just wanted the name.
0: So you know, you know, I want the scenario. Spoiled okay,
3: out. so we got Perth, which is the elimination chamber. In my mind, Rhea Ripley needs to have a big match in which she is beating somebody big, but she's also got to have a mania match. I think Nia Jack and Rhea Ripley are slated for the Elimination Chamber event with Rhea Ripley defending her title and beating Nia Jax there. If that happens, it makes a whole lot of sense for Becky to be fighting in the Elimination Chamber that same event in order to have the intersection of their titles. If that's going to happen, Bailey should be winning the Rumble And keeping it ambiguous as to who she's challenging, even though she said Rhea, you'll have damage control playing games with her, trying to get her to commit to wrestling Rhea and potentially losing and protecting EO from the title. But at the last minute around her elimination chamber, something goes wrong with damage controls plans. Bailey figures it all out, or maybe she already has. And then she finally challenges EO for the title at WrestleMania around Elevation Chamber. So you actually have these threaded stories where all of the titles are still in flux. You could have Bailey challenging uh, Rhea if you wanted to, but you know the end goal is EO. EO's sitting there feeling like, great, I'm totally safe from all this stuff. And then you have Becky who's getting even more and more desperate to prove that she needs to be Rhea, but she doesn't get it that easily. If you have Becky win the Rumble, or you have Becky at Elimination Chamber, you are cutting off this journey for her that has started when she lost to Nia Jax at day one. So if Nia loses to Rhea, then you have the run back of Nia and Becky, as Becky has her run towards WrestleMania, and then you have Rhea and Becky at Wrestlemania, and then you have EO and Bailey at Wrestlemania.
0: Very sound scenario, and it makes total sense. Loved it. It was worth the wait as you held on to it for an hour and hey, 22 yo. minutes, but you made it. I love it. I'm here for it. May it happen because that is a good way to get us to where we need to go heading into Wrestlemania. But Scott, your thoughts on who should win the Women's Royal Rumble match?
2: Not wavering. Sticking with Liv Morgan. I still think she comes back and wins the rumble. I still think her and Rhea Ripley have the big match. I think when mommy loses, it's going to be the somebody who can be elevated by the loss. Um, and I, yeah, I, I, cause I, I, I just don't see how I, again, I still think Becky Lynch versus Rhea is what we get at elimination chamber. Cause I think you just have to give them a big match. I agree with you. It's gotta be a big match. Her versus Nia is a big match. Her versus Becky's a top tier match. So it's, you know, I, I haven't been right about a pick yet. So who knows what I, I have no idea what I'm talking about. Clearly. So don't listen to me. There was a I'm, reason they had
3: Nia beat Becky at day one and it felt like it to heat heated up for a world title match and it didn't happen at the rumble. So if it's not happening at the rumble, what is it going to happen? You know?
2: Yeah, no, that's, and that's a good point. Um, and there. There could be something to that. So, and nobody like
3: nobody likes Nia. No, I, with Mia, I agree. The that. baby in Australia. Ooh.
2: <laughs> I'm sticking with Liv Morgan, though. Sticking, sticking with it.
3: I look. I, I hope you're right. Actually, that would be a breath of fresh air, and I think, I think it would uh, break the internet.
2: Yeah, especially if a would. bunch of returns happen with some big names, and Liv Morgan's the one who comes out on top. That's a that's a star-making match potentially if that were to happen because that, that puts her on a different playing field than she ever was on before, even though she was a former champion and the only person to beat Ronda Rousey three times.
0: And that stat is still amazing to me. And unfortunately, none of their matches were good sadly, but surely they were just no good. But I love Liv. You know how I feel about her. So when you say she's going to win the Rumble, that makes me very happy. I would love to see it. The story is right there. The finish last The finish last year was so good and clever. And I would love to see her in that spot once again to actually win. The pop would be amazing. It makes sense. A viable contender for either championship, Rhea Ripley or Io Sky. It'll be a really good match at WrestleMania. So go Liv, Go. I love it. But I am going to be picking, even though I love the Liv pick, I love the Bailey pick, I'm going to pick Becky Lynch to be a two-time women's Royal Rumble winner. She's got a lot of momentum behind her. I love how she explains the loss of Nia Jax. Like, yeah, you beat me, but I wasn't put in the hospital this time. I got back up. I was okay. I'm resilient. I love someone who's honest about, hey, Rhea Ripley, you might be better than me. So that's why I got to go through all of this to get to you at WrestleMania. I love a confident woman that talks her shit and is, and is honest about her path forward. So I'm picking Becky to win the Royal Rumble. This could be one of the better Women's Warrior Rumbles ever because we don't know who's going to be in it. Only five people have declared so far. I expect returns. I expect legends. I expect surprises. I expect big fun. And if somebody's in Gorilla and everybody said one thing in particular and boom goes the dynamite, yes, I said it. We shall see how it goes heading into the Women's Warrior Rumble. But the picks are for our Discord family. Gigi is on my side, picking Becky Lynch. Paul Fontaine picking someone who's not been talked about. Jade Cargill. No, oh. Jade. No. That could be the debut I'm looking forward to. Very much so. I love to see that presentation. Richard B. 210 says, Bailey. Ryan Frederick says Becky on my side. Jason Robar says Bailey. Jeff Hawkins says Bailey. And Lou Lyon says Bailey. So a lot of Baileys. That's five, 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 five five for Bailey. (laughs) Three ain't enough. I need five. So Jeremy, your pick looks really, really good. None for Liv Morgan, unfortunately. But I got some Becky support. But Scott might be the guy that might be right when it's all said and done
2: do you I doubt do
3: you it, it sounds, do you think it sounds good when you say five out of eight dentist degree rather than four <laughs> out of five dentists degree
0: is the math mathing in a situation <laughs> you don't do know.
3: You feel quite so confident in assessment when you have five <laughs> out of eight
0: who are the three who are home-outs?
3: I don't know the 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 Becky the Becky stands.
0: <laughs> yes,
3: get your teeth, the, the,
0: not get the Becky a little bit. <laughs> Not the Becky stands. All right, so let's get to the Men's Warrior Rumble. Could be the main event, could not be the main event. We'll see though. But we only have nine people declared for the Men's Warrior Rumble, so I expect surprises. Not so much legends, but surprises for sure. Declared so far: Cody Rhodes, CM Punk. Shinsuke Nakamura, Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, Gunther, Chad Gable, Otis, and Akira Tozawa. So, Scott, who you got? Who's winning the Men's Warrior Rumble?
2: I got Cody Luther King going back to back. (laughs) And uh, I think the final four, I'll even go as bold as to give you my final four. I think we got Cody. I think we got Punk. I think we got Drew. And I'm going to go with Gunther as the final four. I think Gunther has another great run in the Rumble. I think he inches. Because mm. part, actually, I don't know if Gunther makes it there. Because I think Brock Lesnar eliminates Gunther from the Rumble. Oh,
3: I uh, um, can't wait. I want it. I want it. Give it to
2: me. Uh, so I, I don't know if Gunther makes it to that final four. Um, he, I wanted Gunther of three, and Brock last year. Please, I, and please, I wanted please it this year.
3: Make it but, happen.
2: Speaking Kilo, if you're three and enough, I need five. I might have Big E in my final four as well. Ooh. So, um, Ooh, yeah. that's my final. That's, right. that's my final four. But uh, yeah, I got uh, I got Cody Rhodes going back to back.
0: All right, I would like. I said I would cry if Big E happens to return for the Royal Rumble. I would be very happy about that. Very emotional, very like, oh my God, this is wonderful. A lot of teases. You got Xavier Wood with an injury. You got Imperium here. Is it Big E's time? And we saw him with The New Day on the Drew Moore show a few days ago. Why are you suited, Big E? Why are you making these events and appearances now? It's making me wonder some things. I would be very, 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 very happy if he's in the Rumble, in the Final Four. Will I dare go there? I don't know. But I am cautiously excited, but I'm not going to be crazy, crazy just yet. But Jeremy, who you got? Who's winning the Rumble for the guys?
3: I think it's CM Punk. I think that the minute Seth was off the board for a foreseeable amount of time. It was pretty much locked in for him because they need to have that side of the rumble and the plans for mania at least locked in and they need to have CM Punk at least locked in. If the other side isn't established and we're going to go back to the Becky thing with Cody. And I think that Cody is going to have a desperation journey. Uh, Cole really doesn't like Cody. Yeah, I was that's about to say he, that's, he that's, doesn't that's, agree with that's your pick. Two right times there. now that, that he's just like, you know what, Cody ain't winning.
2: Cody's not winning. Yeah, right. dude, you might need uh, to go with a different pick right there. That was a sign. But uh, but but Punk,
3: I think is going to be the winner. Cody is going to have his desperation thing and try and force his way either into the three way or have a completely different plan for WrestleMania. But it doesn't really make any sense for him to win now, especially since it you looks know, like you might have the two nights, whatever their plan is, I don't know what their plan is itself, but the minute the rock like made it clear that he was going to be in the plan for mania, like, sorry, Cody. It's not a one-on-one for you in any way, shape or form. Like the rock is undeniable. So maybe it's a three-way or maybe you have another match. But either way, I don't think that he is winning the Rumble.
0: Your dog twice has dissented. Before we even went on the air, the dog came in there. Cole was like, you know what? Ain't feeling his Cody pick. I'm not in a mood for it. He was really like, uh-uh.
3: Cody actually, uh, Cole doesn't really like Robes Condit. I don't, <laughs> I just like, he likes to stay here at the house. He doesn't like to leave. Uh, rogues conda is an unfamiliar territory for him, and he was just telling me, No, I'd like to stay here.
0: <laughs> I felt that energy before the show. <laughs> he was like, You know what? I have no desire, no, to no, walk through that Rose conda door. I'm good, I'm good no, where no. I am. Let's go, we
3: have to take a bath. I don't want that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, I love I have you, to dog.
3: i scoured by the Wakanda, the rogue condoms. No oh bath, me I'm oh staying here.
0: Yes, Cole is a perpetual Cody Rhodes hater. We've learned that on this show today.
3: Here's the deal. The boom has popped up, and when you ever have me around, you got Cole. So congratulations. Yes. <laughs> and we
0: love Cole, the unofficial rap mascot. We do love him. Congratulations, and it's, Cole. <laughs> it is disinteresting. Cody Rhodes winning the Royal Rumble. We have that on the record. As we get to the men's picks, and before I make my decision, it's it's pretty kind of split in some ways, but I'm going to be picking Cody Rhodes to be a two-time Warrior Rumble winner back-to-back like Stone Cold did back in 1999. That's how you handle business. They talk about this a lot. So if you're talking about it a lot, then it's probably going to happen after Warrior Rumble. And, and I do foresee a situation where Gunther's going to be in that top four, along with McIntyre, CM Punk, and Drew McIntyre. I do see it's going to be a very, very, very stacked Final Four. It can go any way you want to put it. I'm looking forward to it.
2: You know, speaking of that, I just thought of something while you were talking about it. Cody came in at 30, and Gunther was number one, and they were the final two. It would be pretty poetic if Cody started at number one and Gunther was the Mm -hmm. final guy. He had to beat Mm -hmm. at 30. There, there is a, there is a little bit of a story there as well. And Gunther could have this cocky grin, like, yo, I got you this time. I got you. Like I, there's something there too, but I, I still want Brock to eliminate Gunther. I I just think that the reaction would be incredible. I'm going to stick with what I originally said, but I Gunther, man, there's a (laughs) Gunther's that guy, man. He, he He's very intriguing in this Rumble and what role he or whoever eliminates him plays. So yes. I just thought about that while you were talking.
0: I love the Brock play. It's been teased. I want this to be an actuality. This year, Brock comes back. That is really the hottest match he could possibly have because he's fought everybody else in WWE. This is the match. This is the big horse battle of a guy who's going to be in your face and you really can't punk him out but I expect Brock to eliminate him and create a whole lot of shit heading into WrestleMania.
3: Here's the deal. If that happens, Gunther... Brock's not wrestling for the Intercontinental title. You know what I mean? Like, that's not happening. So, if this does happen, the next conversation you guys need to have is who's the guy to beat Gunther because it's got to happen soon.
2: Three, Three ain't enough, man. I need five. <laughs> they setting it up right now. I, I want to get
3: Broncos, big, Bron can read
2: <laughs> big E, big E, <laughs> big, big E beforehand. E. Are they going to do big E at Perth? That's see, I, that's a good idea. Actually, that's a great idea. You read like, the, you're running the, the time closer,
3: like oh. they are. The timeline to this is running. Leaner to elimination chamber than dragging it out to mania. So, mm-hmm. if if you're right, I feel like
2: I feel like it's got to happen in elimination chamber. And that's a nice big moment for them. And nobody's gonna be upset if Brock Lesnar runs out at the end of that match and just decides to give Gunther an F five. Maybe Gunther eliminates Brock, and Brock's like, "Yo, we're not doing this again. This is not that, not, would, be not a bad, that would be a better play. Like, yeah, Brock, I, I see. Brock
3: have yeah. the receipt."
2: Exactly. And then Brock comes back and he's like, it would be very similar to when Goldberg yeah, took yeah, out Brock I, I and, like and had no better. way out for the title with Eddie Guerrero. So yeah, I think you might, th- me, yeah, let me flip that. You're right about that. Let me flip that. Brock gets eliminated and then he has a reason to come back, cause the title change. Big E gets the big victory. Redemption for all a new day that Kaiser's just going bonkers on. Might need some reparations for that too, but that's a whole nother story.
0: Yes, but I hate to burst the bubble. Hmm, I hate to do it. Hmm. I don't want to do it. But go. a reminder Gunther can't leave this country because he's trying to get a citizenship.
3: Hey there. There you go. He is not allowed to idea. travel
0: internationally until. And, and
3: to be fair, you could do a match on Raw. Yeah. Have Brock screw him at Raw, and it probably makes a lot more sense. Because yeah. Wants to fly home on a Monday night.
0: Yeah. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. Love me some Gunther, but he can't. Way try to workshop much. that team. I know. I was like, I love it, but I said, he can't you travel. You should
2: have cut industry. you should have cut us off more than ha- at least yeah, halfway we're, through we're that.
3: We're running long. You needed you needed a host up right there, Kila.
0: Well, listen, I want <laughs> I want to let you guys cook. That was a great idea. But as soon as you said Perth, like this dude can't travel. This <laughs> is not possible. But um, yes, yeah, it's a great idea. They can do it on Monday Night Raw, and that's how you handle business. But I'm all for this biggie manifestation heading into throw your rumble but as for the discord family the picks are Gigi, punk paul punk richard punk ryan punk jason cody jeff cody lou lion cody kind of straight down but a lot of punk a lot of punk a
3: lot of punk four to three
0: four to three
3: come on I have a cult of personality <laughs>
0: I love that. I love that. This wraps up the very special and fun WWE Warrior Rumble preview and predictions. It's going to be quite the show in Tampa this Saturday. we we'll are going to be live on YouTube. Scott and I recapping the first major PLE of the year as we kick off the road to WrestleMania 40. Sign pointing season is here. Let's see because we know that it's WrestleMania 40. It's XL. So I'm expecting that big ass sign to be extra large heading into this year's WrestleMania for sure.
2: That's what she said. Listen, um, yeah, I, I'm I'm with it. You know, I'm 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 off I think it's gonna be a great show. Hope you guys join us uh, for the live reaction show. And uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have a blast.
0: Yeah, Survivor series was a lot of fun, great interaction for that because of who showed up. So I know this is gonna be equally as fun because this is gonna be the first major show, and I expect a lot of surprises as we're on that road to Wrestlemania. But before we go, it's now time to pick the best match we saw across WWE this week. It could be Monday Night Raw, could be NXT, could be SmackDown, could be NXT Level Up. Hell, it could be main event. So Jeremy, as our extra special guest, what was the best match you saw from WWE this week?
3: Uh, Speaking of strong style, British strong style. Mm -hmm. We had a little bit of pretty deadly facing off against uh, Tyler Bate and one returning nomenclature from Butch to Pete Dunn. And it just delighted me. And I was going to go with the other tag match on Raw, but honestly, this one just made me happier. And it was my tag match of the week. It was my WWE match of the week. This made me happy because it righted something that should never have been
0: Preach, preach on that. Pete Dunn's name flashing on that screen, him walking out like a badass, knowing this is who I am, this is who I'm meant to be. I was like, Yeah, let's go. We've been waiting for Butch to be gone. Pete Dunn's back. Love the remix music. He's badass. Like the Pete Dunn experience, guys. I cannot wait to see fully on the main roster it's going to be a lot of fun tyler Bate also getting some shine and love as well let them run it back on the main roster as well we got british strong style in wwe across raw and smackdown and i'm here for it. this is triple h's thing it's his baby and he's pulling out all the stops for his faves and i love to see it but scott your pick for best match you saw in wwe this week
2: I, uh, I really enjoyed Xavier Woods versus Ludwig. I thought that was a nice physical match. Uh, Xavier Woods reminding everyone that he can do this on his own as well. Um, so, yeah, I really enjoyed that match. And I think Ludwig is making a nice name for himself as a singles wrestler. I uh, really enjoyed the physicality they ex- they showed. And I'm glad no one actually took an L here. No, no point. No one needed to take an L. So, uh, yeah, Xavier Woods versus Ludwig.
0: Very good match. Love Xavier. You know, I feel about Week Cheddar Biscuits all day on stack, despite him beating down the brothers reparations. So you got to give me back at least 15 Cheddar Biscuits for what you've been doing lately. But still love you. Appreciate you always. But as for my match of the week, I got to go with the one that made me sit up and pay attention, which was DIY versus Floating Head J.D. McDonough and Dominic Mysterio. I really enjoyed this match. Had the crowd going in Little Rock, Arkansas. It was a cold, snowy night and they gave them a show to kick off Monday Night Raw from an in ring standpoint. Really loved the action, but runner-up, as Jeremy noted, was in fact the return of one Pete Dunn doing Pete Dunn things and putting on a show. And shout out to my Atlanta crowd. They were hot most of the night. That's been a struggle for years in the A, but for the last... Five or six, it's been a hot crowd, sold out, safe from Marina. Cold as hell, but they made it hot in the A. So fun times all the way around as you put a bow on this week's wrap right here on the Fight Game Media Network. We'll be back very, very, very late Saturday night on YouTube and back on the free feed as well in case you missed it. Recapping the 2024 Warrior Rumble, Scott and I have you covered the Rumble matches, the two undercard matches themselves we do think Rome is going to be main eventing. we'll see if there's any surprises we report. And we encourage you to join us, have fun, and enjoy the road to WrestleMania officially. I want to thank Jeremy and Scott for joining me today as we recap the week that was in WWE. Thank, thank you, for having
3: me. I appreciate every time you bring me on. Scott, I love chopping it up with you. Keela, you are one of the best hosts that uh, I've ever worked with. Just thankful for this. Thank you for the opportunity.
2: Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh it's always a pleasure to chop it up. Talk all things, WWE. Uh, Jeremy, it's always a blast to have you on. Uh, looking forward to the next time. And uh Kila, we'll be uh looking forward to our, our live stream. I'm gonna have my drinks ready to go. <laughs> and uh when Liv Morgan and Cody Rose get them Royal Rumbles, I'm 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 taking two shots for each of them. So <laughs> <laughs> Here, here's to both of them because <laughs> I'm gonna say if they win, we pouring bottles all night live on the show.
0: Bottles being popped. I cannot Woo! wait. I'm looking forward to it. I'm gonna hold on to all these predictions to see who was right, who was wrong. Jeremy if the winner think, get a prize. You get a round of applause. No,
3: no, one one free month of peacock. <laughs> Uh, courtesy of the rap so well, you
2: know mine's only 99 cents
0: so. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what anybody else got going on but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Now, Jeremy's trying to put some monetary stakes on this. Do we actually? I have, yeah. I have
3: no shame, nor do I actually care that much. I just wanted to see what happened if I actually made you guys stick to these.
0: Stick to oh, my these. God. <laughs> do we gift a Peacock sub for a month? Do we go in our pocket and say, hey, I will pay for your Peacock? Oh, oh let me tell you. All I'm going to do is just give him mine. I'll give you, the, I'll give you that here 99 login. You go, I would you give go. you the
2: login. Yeah, that $0.99 cent right okay, there. Okay,
3: okay. We're doing this next year because this is the third year but next year we need to put something on the line like the person who gets neither right you know like neither the men or the woman <laughs> is like has to pay out like the wWE shop uh like t-shirt to the person who gets like one or two rights <laughs> like the one yes who gets it. <laughs>
2: They get and a it's... T-shirt of the of the actual Royal Rumble winner. There you go, Of the yes. Royal Rumble winner.
0: Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, I love that. So, so that's. have to foot be... the bill
2: for the T-shirt of the Royal Rumble winner. <laughs> hey, real talk, I might be down to do it this year. I ain't gonna lie to you. You tell y'all, it. tell me, man. I'll do it. Oh if, God!
3: If I if okay, so who were your picks one more time? Cody so and I, I got Cody and, Cody and Liv.
0: Cody and Liv.
2: Cody and Liv. Okay. Cody and Liv.
3: And, uh, Keila, you had?
0: Cody and Becky.
3: And I had Punk and Bailey.
0: Jerry might be a prophet by the time this is over. So
3: So you could potentially get. If I'm wrong, one of you are likely right. Now, one of you are likely (laughs) have two right. And one of you, you know what I'm saying? It's like, one of you is going to hit two for two for two. And one of you hit one for two. And I'm going to hit 0 for 2 if that's the case. So we're going to have to figure this out afterwards, but we're going to come to some type of conclusion in the post-show. I'll pop on or something, and we'll we'll have a quick little chat about this. And we'll see about who's getting what shirt <laughs> of what guy oh, and, and what gal and how we go forward on this. Hey,
2: for real, though, Jeremy, you might come out of this with a with a Bailey and a CM Punk shirt. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Both I... Might I, go over. I i i not my intention but
3: who knows i might be buying you a lift morgan t-shirt hey hey.
2: (laughs) and i'm a rock i'm a rocket on the very next episode of the rap
3: and then and then on the other hand both of us might be putting in some money for a thank <laughs> shirt for Keela that we'll never right. see. It'll just be actually, her avatar will just be the t-shirt. <laughs> yes,
1: <laughs> I a, would I will take,
3: a, that photograph. Would <laughs> that take would a photograph. i would take a photograph of, that'll of the That'll be your new avatar of the t-shirt that you've worn. Yes, exactly.
0: I will take a shot of the shirt <laughs> and I'll cool. post it as my avi. I will do that that'd to prove, cool. like, that I got great. it. I got yeah, it. Let, cool. Let's
2: put a little skin in this. Hey, the deal is made. The deal is
0: We're prop betting for the Royal Bumble live on the air via recording here. Jeremy is a menace. So he'll be like sneaking in during the live show, tallying up the vote to see how did it go, who's right, who's wrong, who hit, who missed, who owes somebody a T-shirt or two. That would be a hook for next week's wrap live on YouTube and via podcast form for your listening and viewing pleasure. But until then, that is this week for WWE. We will be back, as mentioned, late Saturday night, recapping the 2024 Warrior Rumble as that road to WrestleMania begins. Very kind words, Jeremy. I thank you for that. For Jeremy, for Scott, for myself, that is a wrap for the week that was in WWE. Enjoy the week ahead. Enjoy all the go-home shows. Take care and bye-bye.